Welcome to the Clarity Call, a podcast which provides encouragement and guidance to parents overwhelmed with the responsibilities of raising a child with special needs or has a medically complex diagnosis. Gain an enlightening perspective that helps dispel feelings of fear, uncertainty, or exhaustion as you venture into a life of peace, joy, and clarity. You're now on the Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Hey, everybody. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Clarity Call. We, today especially, are so grateful to be back here. Yes, yes, we are. Recording another episode. We have some stories to tell today. (laughs) If you haven't joined us before, I'm Alicia. And I'm Kimberly. And we are sisters, and we are, excuse me, doing the Clarity Call. Um, Together, we have... A total of 16 children, and um, we're both in a second and final marriage, and we six of our children have um, medically complex diagnoses. Are considered special needs. Special needs, so. Yeah, you can go back to our first few episodes and hear all about our kids and their uh, diagnosis and kind of the day-to-day lives that we live due to the, the unique circumstances in which we live. And you're going to hear it really real and raw today, people. Yeah, we're getting into it. It kind of is uh, interesting. I had a friend mention to me recently, um, you know, we share our experiences, but maybe you all don't get to really feel the emotion and the depth of the challenges that we've been through just because we have worked so hard on doing the thought work to... um, rid ourselves of the spinning negative emotions and patterns and belief systems. And so today that's going to change as we share with you uh, how the, how we had a couple of weeks where life got real, real. And so we're going to actually skip reality check today because this whole episode is going to be a giant reality check for you. We're living in the trenches in this one. Yeah, and we can sit here and kind of laugh about it now and look back, and and that's what hindsight does for you. It helps us recognize uh, how things were meant to be, how everything did end up working out, and so we're just uh, super grateful to be on the other side of the challenges we just came through and and able to sit here and, and share them now with you, hopefully in a way that you'll be able to connect with as you are in your own trenches of life and and trying to keep your head above water sometimes, right? Right. Well, and a couple weeks ago, well, actually, I think it was in September, so before all this um, went down, I had a dear friend get in touch with me, and she was in some despair in her world and needed an out. And so um, I think it was literally like two weeks prior, she booked a ticket. Mind you, this woman's almost 80 years old. Um, we've been friends for several years and she needed a change. And I just said, come out, what do you have to lose? You know? So she booked a flight and she hopped on a plane, which is a challenging thing to do, not only at her age, but in this, um, place of life we're at with COVID and all the unknowns in the world at the time. And, um, and she came and we had a remarkable time. Um, she went through some struggles, even though why she was here, but man, she will even tell you to this day, like things really changed and looked different for her coming, stepping out of her world and coming into a different 
environment, a different set of circumstances, having a, a breath of fresh air in her world. And we just had some really fun experiences. We were able to work through some coaching um, experiences. Kimberly was able to talk to her on um, some different levels and really help her mind to think. And, you know, at 80, it's hard to make some of those changes and those commitments to, you know, stop listening to the news, stop the negativity in your world, like really do some of that work and use those tools that we've talked about in, in bridging the gap and um, self-care and so many things as we've talked about. And she really started doing those things and it um, has benefited her life. But in the midst of those things, Kimberly had some circumstances going on that started the month off. Yeah. So we, we got to spend time with her and it really was neat to coach her and watch her kind of some light bulbs come on. And then all of October, um, was, you know, I had to really do a lot of thought work and I had my coach coach me on the, um, stresses I was experiencing with not having a new nurse yet to, uh, replace the nurse that was about to go on maternity leave. And so I was constantly dealing with my nursing company trying to push them to get nurses, you know, hired that could come out and train to work with Caden to replace that nurse. And so I was already in a place where I was having to work really hard um, on my own thoughts to remember that I'm not in control of it, to remember that God's working it all out. And I just need to trust that and that it's okay for me to have those strong feelings um, because I work, I, I care so much about my kids and I want the best for them and all of that's okay. So but I had to work really hard to come to that place. And so I'm already in that place where I'm working so hard. And then I get a call from Jocelyn's therapy center, um, which is her school. Basically, you know, she goes every day of the week for five hours and they called and said that she had been exposed to COVID and now had to stay out of therapy for 14 days. So at that point, um, I had to quickly, you know, my feelings about it of course it it worried me it you know I had to reach out to my friends and family and share what was going on in my world and and start my thought work on what it was going to look like to have my severely autistic developmentally delayed child out of her routine for at least two weeks and remember you know now that that is while she's there that's my time for self-care that's my only productivity time basically um, is while she's at therapy and because she requires full-time care and attention that means that cleaning and dishes and laundry and my personal hygiene and my work on my business and podcasting and errand running and on and on and on was none of that was going to get done yeah it takes a back seat completely yeah, like all of those things so I had to call on my village and guess who's my village? Me. Mm -hmm. Woohoo. So no, it's a great thing. But also, and maybe you're going to say this, but at the time you even already had a nurse that was going to be gone for yes. a vacation. And uh -huh. that's kind of what started the ball rolling in this concern. Right. Yeah. I didn't have, um, you know, so I find that out and then I already was not going to have any nursing coverage on um, that following weekend, you know, the week. The first week that Jocelyn was going to be home, I was not going to have anybody there, but praise God, he sent a nurse out to train on that Thursday so that she would be able to work the Saturday and Sunday that I was going to have my weekend nurse gone. And so we end up getting her trained. I'm thinking I'm going to have some help that weekend. And, you know, having a new nurse come in is 
already challenging just because it takes Caden a while to warm up to someone new and want to allow them to care for him. So it really means that I'm still very having to be very present in his world, even when there is a nurse there. And understanding that Caden is one of her children who requires 24-7 nursing care because... He has his lymphatic malformation of the head and neck, and he has a trach and a G-tube. And just real quick, the trach is how he breathes. It's an apparatus that goes into his airway. And then he also has his G-tube, which is how um, he stays hydrated. He's able to eat by mouth now, but he has to have, it's called flushes, meaning we just push water directly into his stomach to keep him hydrated through this G-tube. And... So there's all things, these medical things that have to happen with him around the clock. So it is helpful to have a nurse there who can worry about medications, the flushes, the suctioning of his trach, because, you know, he, it's like our nose, we have to blow our nose, but he has his trach and so it has to be suctioned. And so it is, it is helpful to have them there so that I don't have to worry about all of the things, but it still is challenging because he just wants me because he's not comfortable with a new nurse. So, you know, we... We get this new nurse, basically, that's going to um, just work Saturday and Sunday for us, trained, and then she doesn't show up on sun- Saturday morning. And mind you, if we back up a couple of days, I was sitting at the table helping Jocelyn on my typical nightly um, duty, and and the nurse says, oh, no, you're going to be here this weekend. You're the weekend help. And I said, what? And Bernie <laughs> goes, yeah, remember? And I said, oh, I thought you were kidding. I didn't know that you didn't have nursing coming. And so we kind of laugh it off, but it becomes a reality when it's like, oh, I know my husband wants to do something Saturday morning and oh, this happens and oh, that happens in our world. And so although this is always a top priority and everything else will take a back seat to that, it's a matter of rearranging plans. So when you, we hear this and it's not something to get upset over, obviously, but it's like, oh, our plans might change in a real dramatic way right? quickly for the weekend. But. Yeah, yeah. So she doesn't show up. Alicia's family had already left to go for their morning activities. So she wasn't even around for me to call on for help. And I, of course, get on the phone with the nursing company. What's going on? This nurse trained. She's supposed to be here. Well, a long story ends up happening. She was told not to come because she didn't have one specific training. They you know, figured it out. She ended up coming late. She came in at two o'clock. Um, actually, I think it was closer to one, but she was able to get in and help me for the second half of the day. And I just have to tell you, there's times in my life when for me, I know God is so aware of me. And that morning was one of them because I had Jocelyn and Caden pretty much on my own and they were both just angels. Like it wasn't hard. And they both require so much, but it was like only one of them at a time was requiring my attention and they were both just in a really good mood and being happy and playing well. And it just is one of those times when I just knew angels were attending me and helping me and, and comforting them and comforting me. And we got through that first half of the day just fine. And so anyways, that, that just was one of my tender mercies. And then, um, and, uh, also with all of this going on, we have had a couple things happen in our family. And so, as we all know, we have an immediate circle of influence, which is your, you know, of course, first of all, yourself. And then you have, you know, your children or your spouse, significant other. Um, you know, if you just draw out that circle of influence, and as it starts to go out further and further and further, you have siblings, you have parents, you have aunts and uncles and cousins. And, you know, we take it out that way with family. 
and um, or friends. And um, at this time, we had a cousin who had been admitted to the hospital and was going to pass away. Um, his body organs had shut down, and, and he was quite young. I think he was only about 50. We decided maybe about 50, 52 at the time. But um, so we were going through that. And at the same time, um, I had a, my, my kid's uncle, he had passed away. Um, at, and they actually was within the 24 hours of each other. So I'm trying to, you know, talk through these things with my children. And then we're trying to deal with this as a losing our cousin at the same time. And all these things and all these emotions are coming to the surface all during the same time of going through this other stuff and having teenagers and going through our our family lives and emotions that just come with a day of making meals and doing laundry and cleaning and stuff that happens every single day. Then you get these emotions that pop up and memories and feelings. And as we talk about so much about feeling those feelings and not stuffing them down and not coping with them because that's unhealthy, obviously. Um, but we're dealing with that. And then and I would say a bigger situation, but then we have a sister who um, was going through a miscarriage at the time. She was about 20 weeks along and had some pretty um, devastating news, was going to end up losing this baby and trying to talk her through her feelings and her emotions and just show up for her and be there and love her, you know, and when you have all of these things happening in your own immediate world, it takes a lot of like, you have to think on purpose about stepping outside of your own brain, your own immediate world and choosing to show up in love for other people who have their own challenges and struggles and are going through very hard things. Yeah. And having that compassion that's needed. And, and two, the reason why self-care is so important on those times when we're not going through this stuff is because if our bucket isn't full or we, you know, we aren't filled, then we get depleted really quickly. And, and that's where, that's where the truth lies in this work that's so valuable to clarity is that if you're not doing self-care, if you're not setting boundaries, if you're not doing the things that are going to help you, you can't, or it's not as easy to show up in that compassion and care and love for those people and the circumstances that you're going through. Right. Um, And then after she miscarried, she got COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Not even kidding. Her and her significant other, um, Ended up having COVID, been infected because of somebody had come and visit him. So, of course, we don't know how all of that happens, but they get COVID and then she just ends up with one infection after another. So yeah. she, for about three weeks now, um, she just barely turned a corner and is doing better. But three weeks, we're trying to deal with a family member who's struggling and all these emotions from death and sadness and um, and at the same time, getting these tier one and tier two notifications coming through. The schools are just being bombarded with this, um, you know, quote unquote, flu, COVID deal. And, you know, whatever your feelings are on that and having to wear a mask everywhere you go and, and the circumstances that surround our world and politics and all the emotions that we have to sift through and sort through and try not to be overwhelmed by, we just have to remain healthy and whole and um, reaching out to this village that we really need to create. Right. Yeah, you have to have your village. And so basically that takes us through that week one of being in the trenches, you know, just really a lot of challenging, uh, sad, 
big emotional circumstances in our lives. And then on Sunday night, Jocelyn had another seizure. And that is always really scary and hard. And like, it gets me emotional right now, even just thinking about watching her struggle as she does when she's having a seizure. It's scary. And it breaks my heart for her. And, you know, it, it wasn't a horrible seizure. It wasn't as bad as the previous one. But, you know, her first, her first rescue medication took care of it. And it only lasted about 10 minutes. And, you know, it was an opportunity for me to look at my past week and put things into perspective to have gratitude for the health that my family was experiencing and to remember those times that, you know, we maybe take for granted of peace and calm and strength and health because they aren't always there. And so we just need to remember to be grateful because gratitude brings us back to such a place of peace and joy and allows us to process through the hard emotions that bring us back to why it's good. You know, that's the 50-50 that we talk about and that we'll be doing a whole, we've dedicated a whole podcast coming up to the 50-50 because it really is how you can stay so much more mentally healthy when you can accept the good with the bad. Right. And when we work really hard to stay in, in the good zone, the safe zone, the, the calm zone, um, because I even allowed my mind when Kimberly had gone through this with another seizure and we'd already had these other deaths that we were coping with. And I thought, okay, am I going to be prepared to be a support group for her? Heaven forbid something were to happen, which I know she's, she's thought about and she's worked through and processed through and so many different levels, but, but when, and if that were to happen, how am I going to be, how am I going to be able to be my best and do my best? And I really had to stop my mind from allowing that to consume me. She doesn't necessarily know about this. We didn't talk about it because um, it just gets real when you care about somebody that you know has this potential challenge facing them that um, how are you going to show up? What are you going to be able to do? Especially what could I do if I wasn't healthy and if I wasn't well and if I wasn't taking the time. The morning that she called me and said she was going to need help, I had two options. Hurry in, get ready and go over there or take a few minutes, take a deep breath, I actually got on my treadmill for 15 minutes. It wasn't the full time I'm used to doing, but I really had to just take those few minutes of self-care because I knew for the next 12 hours I would be assisting and helping and not knowing what I was going to need to be doing. And so I needed to really get my mind clear and um, even just do a portion of my routine so that I could be my best self when I showed up. Because if we go and show up and we're really not our best self, then maybe those 12 hours would have been a lot harder. But we, I was able to get over there and feel that breath of fresh air. And and then we really did have two remarkable days. Yeah, um, let's back up just for one oh, minute because okay. on Sun, we had Jocelyn had her seizure Sunday night and then we were moving into week two of having Jocelyn home from therapy. And I still had my nurse, my my Monday through Thursday nurse, um, my pre- the pregnant one. So Monday and Tuesday, <clears throat> They were weird because Caden was also out of school because of uh, the election and oh, a, teach, a teacher work day, I think. So anyways, they were out of school on Monday and Tuesday from his school. And then, of course, I still have Jocelyn at home. So Monday and Tuesday were just weird, but we were just trying to keep kids happy and find activities to kind of fill their day, fill those two days. 
And you had been told originally that Jocelyn could go back to school. That's right. Yeah. On Tuesday. Originally, they told me she could come back on Tuesday. And then I get a call on Monday night with them telling me Jocelyn can't come back until Friday. So that was another opportunity for me to do my thought work. Not be angry? You didn't get angry? No, I did. <laughs> That's just it. I, right. I know that, okay, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to feel my feelings about this right now. Yeah, because it's a then real I'm disrupt. Move on. Yeah, yeah, it's it was. a whole other week of, of canceling stuff for Caden. More appointments, yeah. So, I mean, not only are we dealing with the health and well-being of these children, but they both have a lot of appointments and a lot of things going on. And so when something gets disrupted, really everything gets disrupted, and I have to reschedule a lot of things um, when this happens. But then we move into 3 a.m. on Wednesday morning, and my pregnant nurse texts me and tells me that her water is broken and that she's going to be having her baby. And so that's okay. Uh, my weekend nurse has already agreed to step in and fill my weekday nurse's position once she went on maternity leave. So I text nurse number two and say, hey, uh, her water broke. Can you come into work today? And, you know, she, of course, was asleep probably when she got that text. But so early in the next Wednesday morning, she messages me and lets me know that on Tuesday night she had a tooth break and has to get into the dentist because she has she's in a significant amount of pain and needs to figure out how to get her mouth fixed. So that was the morning that I texted Alicia and said, I've hit my limit and I need you today. I don't have a nurse. Right. And thankfully she did her work to be able to show up for me in love, ready to work, ready to support. And it was, like she said, it was th Wednesday and Thursday were wonderful. Like we had a lot of fun. We just did life together, taking care of these two kids. We of course love being together. And so really it just was like a blessing for me for sure to just get to have her be my, my person to help me through those two days. And, you know, so I'm thinking Wednesday, you know, of course, nurse number two has to get things figured out. Thursday, she ends up having to um, get her work done. And there was, you know, a lot of drama involved in that, which is too long a story for this podcast. But basically, she's able to get things figured out so that she can come into work on Friday. So Friday, I had nursing help again. Jocelyn gets to go back to therapy and life starts to feel like it's moving back into a more normal place. Um, and at this point, I still don't have prospects for a new nurse, you know, at, on that Friday. But then we did end up meeting one that is training and, and hopefully going to be able to step in and fill the position quickly. Because um, so. I don't think we mentioned that this nurse um, was about four weeks. Oh, yeah. She had, so she had her baby four weeks early. So this is kind of what threw us into which we right. love her. So you know, we're just we're grateful. So Everything was great for her. for her and it turned out fabulous. Yeah. But that's where the, a lot of the things happen and all the unknown, which is why we just plan for change, plan right. for change. So, so it, during all of this, of course, I'm on the phone with the nursing agency constantly, as well as the first of the month came around and I had to deal with the issues with the kids medical supply order as per usual. There's always issues with that. And so it seemed like the hits would just keep on coming. And thankfully, like I said, I had spoken with my coach 
when I found out about that Joss was going to have to be out of therapy for two weeks. And she gave me so many great tools to use that were not only helpful for the thought work that I was doing around not having a replacement nurse, but for having Jocelyn home and out of her routine for two weeks. So in all of this time, I battled fatigue, exhaustion, a racing mind, overwhelm, worry, all the things, right? And I had to have times where I could go and cry and pray and process. But the tools to clarity kept me sane. They kept me remembering everything happens for a reason. They reminded me that change is constant and that I can deal with it and do hard things. I have a 100% track record of getting through hard things, right? Right. We always do. Yeah. (laughs) And I remembered to ask myself where I was winning and succeeding. And guess what? We're all still alive and well. We made it through. Bingo. Yes. And... You know, I ended up having just a really special experience on the Friday morning that Jocelyn got to go back to therapy where I was able to really feel the love that God has for me. And I know, you know, we all get to choose what that higher power is, what, you know, it is in the universe that is a reminder for you of, of your connection to humanity. And and that really is you know, what it's about, that we're all here together trying to love and support one another and get through the challenges. Right. Well, yeah, it's definitely been a couple of crazy weeks. We've had a couple of days that have felt a little more back to the quote unquote norm. Right. <laughs> we don't like to say that too much, but, um, you know, but it is, it is good, um, to, to have things feel a little more sane and, um, and I don't know. I mean, I guess this go around, though, it's not that it felt insane. It was just a matter of showing up each time and being whole and being prepared. And that really comes with the work beforehand. It's right. really hard to do that kind of work when you're in the trenches. Right. And remember, you know? we did that podcast on respond, don't react. Right. When something like this arises, just choose how you're going to respond instead of having that immediate reaction in it will almost certainly turn out way better. Right. But remember, as we go through life, because um, we, we wanted to name this one in the trenches, we have to remember that those people who go to war for us and who, you know, take the hits and do those kinds of things, it didn't just happen overnight. You know, there was right. a lot of training, a lot of, um, you know, coaching, a lot of work, a lot of hard work. They go to basic training. They do all those things. They don't just um, pick up and shoot. You know, they have to actually go through a lot of of hard work. And that's what this is. This is hard work, but it's so rewarding to know that you're doing the work and being prepared for when those wars hit, when the trenches come, you're ready. You're ready to show up and do your best fight and be your happiest self. And then know that, um, that that battle will be over and there will be another one coming. Yep. Just brace yourself. So anyway, um, it's been back to our mantra, right? Right. Which is the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. So it's so important to be thinking higher thoughts. And guys, guess what? We laughed so hard while we were together those two days. Like we kept finding things on social media where we just would laugh and keep showing each other things to make us laugh. So we're going to end like we do every episode with a would you rather and bring a little laughter. Okay. And this one's relevant. I just flipped to it, but I just took my son to his endocrinologist appointment this week. We're trying to find another new um, life regiment. And one is going to be 
um, in vitamin form. So it's actually something else, but this is really funny. I mean, along with lots of vitamins, he is having to take to supplement his diet. Would you rather have a lake named after you? Lake? Lake. Okay. Or have a popular children's multivitamin shaped in your image. (laughs) (laughs) So Brock gets to have a little bite of mom every morning if he wants to. That would be kind of funny, actually. Like Flintstones, you know? Yeah. Like, here's a mom vitamin. Well, Lake Kimberly, that doesn't really ring any bells. Right, Lake Alicia. Guess I better be a vitamin. Lake Alicia. Lake Alicia is actually pretty, so you be a lake and I'll be a vitamin. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a tall, thin vitamin. But anyway, have lots of fun. We're so grateful that you're on this journey with us. It is really, really rewarding, and you won't be sorry. And if you have questions or concerns or want to hear about something that we might be of help to you, um, send us a, a note at the clarity call at gmail.com. You can also reach me there if you want uh, to schedule a free 30 minute coaching session, to see if you would like some help on your journey to clarity. And then you can also reach us on social media and you can hear all of that in our outro. Have a good week, everyone. You've been listening to The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Find additional episodes of the program on any popular podcast app or search Apple iTunes. You may also subscribe to The Clarity Call to catch every episode. If you've enjoyed the content of this podcast, we invite you to share it and please leave a rating and review of our program. If you'd like to connect with Alicia and Kimberly on social media, you can find them on Instagram as The Clarity Call or on Facebook under Clarity Call. They can also be reached by email at theclaritycall at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and supporting our program.